Greetings to those who watch below. Last week we looked at aquatic cryptids. This week our eyes are firmly going up to the sky as we look at some of the strangest and most terrifying flying cryptids in this world. But before we start, I'd like to say thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Julie B., Jess Black Curtain, Christina Groves, and Matthew Culgan for being those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts at the start of every video. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel, making sure to hit that notification bell so you never miss a video. Also, you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook for hints to upcoming video topics and also sneak peeks into my daily life. But for now, sit back, relax and enjoy. The Thunderbird Native tribes all across North America, especially along the Pacific coast and in the Great Lakes areas, have stories depicting enormous birds of prey. Some stories told that these birds were so large and powerful that when they flapped their wings, thunder was created. Lightning flashed out of their eyes and water fell off their backs, creating rain. The tribes used thunderbirds to explain some of the things that happen naturally, such as storms and other forms of weather. The legend of Passamaquoddies, for example, describes the quest of two Native Americans in search of the source of thunder high in the mountains. Other stories said that there was a thunderbird who battled an enormous killer whale. When the two beasts fought, they destroyed much of the land, knocking down trees and causing much destruction. Although dangerous and powerful beings, thunderbirds were also seen as benevolent nature spirits, and they sometimes assisted the tribes in their search for food during periods of famine. The igneous rocks known as thunderstones are the eggs of these creatures, according to some legends. The 1977 Lawndale, Illinois Thunderbird attack was a reported attack by two unidentified birds on a young boy. The attack took place on July 25, 1977. Ten-year-old Martin Lowe was playing outside when he was suddenly attacked by two large birds, one of which temporarily picked him up and carried him over 30 feet before Martin's mother, Ruth Lowe, ran to her son's rescue, chasing the birds away and recovering her son. Reportedly, several eyewitnesses had seen the attack take place. The birds were described as having a white ring around their necks, a four and a half foot body with each wing approximately four feet long, a six inch hooked bill, three front claws, one back claw and a large black body. Sightings of large bird-like creatures have been reported for many years, at least since people began settling further west in the United States and Canada. One of the most famous reports is from 1890, where two Arizona cowboys claimed to have shot and killed a large bird. It was described as having no feathers, and it had a head similar to that of an alligator. The two men supposedly dragged the dead bird back to town after killing it. The report seems to suggest that this creature looked more like a pterodactyl or a dragon than any modern-day bird. Today, cryptozoologists usually refer to the Thunderbird legends the same way that they do with any flying cryptids. These flying creatures are often associated with modern-day pterosaurs. Many of the encounters with the creatures, including the Thunderbirds, are all described similarly. Quite often, the creatures are said to resemble pterosaurs, 
which were thought to be extinct for millions of years. Frank Shaw's Gargoyle Frank Shaw's Gargoyle is a bizarre monster sighted in 1986. A NASA employee had a horrifying encounter with a winged jet black malevolent monstrosity, an encounter that would haunt him for the rest of his life. On a blustery evening sometime in 1986, Frank Shaw, a NASA archivist at Houston's Johnson Space Center, claimed to have had a terrifying run-in with a creature that seemed to hail from beyond mythology. While information regarding this case is admittedly sparse, Shaw's daughter Desiree would eventually reveal the details of this mysterious run-in to author Nick Redfern in 2004. Desiree testified that she first realized that something was dreadfully wrong when her father returned home late one night after working at the space center. While neither Desiree nor her mother were particularly alarmed by Shaw's tardiness, as he would often work into the wee hours of the night, they were both dismayed by his alarmingly apprehensive demeanor. The pair attempted to comfort Shaw, who was eventually able to compose himself enough to regale them with a terrifying tale of his brush with the unknown. According to Shaw, he was walking to his car at the end of his shift, when he happened to glance up and see a ghastly black, gargoyle-like figure perched ominously on the edge of one of the space center's buildings. Shaw claimed that he was frozen in horror at the sight of this astounding apparition, which, according to his description, was a jet-black humanoid that seemed to have a large cape draped across his shoulders. As if that weren't bizarre enough, he claimed he saw two massive bat-like wings sticking out of either side of the fabric, or perhaps wrinkled flash, of which he perceived to be a cape. This description seems to bear at least a passing resemblance not only to the notorious Mothman, but also to the Owlman, both of which are said to be winged humanoid creatures, which elicit an irrational fear in those who face them. There are chances this may also be associated with the ape-faced cryptid known as the Big Bird, which terrified the residents of South Texas's Rio Grande Valley just a decade earlier. Shaw then told his awestruck family that not only had he seen this creature, but it had stared directly down at him. Shaw would later assert that he believed this being actually seemed to be savouring the fact that it had managed to inspire such terror in the archivist. How Shaw came to this conclusion was not fully explained. It was at this point that the gargoyle seemed to unfurl its wings, which Shaw said made a cracking noise as it took flight in the powerful howling gusts. The sound of the crackling wings seemed to snap Shaw out of his stupor and he turned and sprinted towards his vehicle. In what must have been one of the longest moments of his life, Shaw fumbled with his keys, unlocked the car and dove inside. He started the engine and drove into the blackness of the night, too terrified to even look back to see if he was being pursued by this winged ebony atrocity. Despite what must have been initial scepticism, Shaw's family rallied behind him, believing that his tale was not a flight of fancy, but the simple truth. Nevertheless, both Desiree and her mother told Shaw not to tell his superiors about this incident, lest his credibility or his sanity was called into question. Shaw agreed with his daughter and wife, but as the days turned into weeks, he was unable to get the memory of his close encounter out of his mind. 
Finally, Shaw decided to pull up his courage and confide in his immediate supervisor. Much to Shaw's delight, he was not met with mockery, but instead was informed that he was not the first Johnson Space Center employee to have seen this enigmatic entity skulking in the isolated areas of the station. In fact, Shaw's boss revealed that a secret file had been opened on the creature just a few months before Shaw's sighting. The supervisor said that the file had been created in response to the gruesome deaths of two of the base's German shepherds. Apparently, the corpses of the hideously mutilated and exsanguinated canines had been discovered in exactly the same area where Shaw had seen the gargoyle. Following his confession, Shaw's story made its way up the chain of command, until it apparently came to the attention of some NASA officials who, in classic Men in Black fashion, decided to interrogate the witness. According to Desiree, her father was intensely grilled by what she referred to as NASA security people who were flown in from somewhere in Arizona. That much I know. These NASA security people made it clear to Shaw that it would be in his and his family's best interest to not tell his bizarre story to anyone else. This might explain why Desiree waited nearly 18 years to tell her father's tale. While there have been no new public reports of this entity in over two and a half decades, this may be due in no small part to NASA's policy of silence. There seems to be a fairly good chance that this bloodthirsty gargoyle may well be lurking in the shadows of the Johnson Space Center, waiting to swoop down and strike again. The Ghostly Scarecrow of Chiang Rai The Ghostly Scarecrow of Chiang Rai was an alien sighted in 2005, when villagers living in a rural Thailand farming community claimed to have had a close encounter of the third kind with a small, red-eyed, yellowish entity which they claimed was frolicking in the air above a rice field. On the morning of August 31st, 2005, no less than 10 residents of Hue Nam Rak claimed to have seen a bizarre, yellowish humanoid figure hovering above a ridge that ran through a rice and lemongrass field owned by 69-year-old T. Kitkang Bon. The first witness of this strange event to come forward was a 51-year-old man, who claimed that he spied the being while bicycling past the field sometime between 8 and 8.30am on the morning in question. He was adamant about the fact that he was completely sober when he spied the creature. He said he first thought the entity was a scarecrow that had somehow been automated, but upon closer inspection decided that it was a living creature. According to the witness, the moment that chilled him to the bone was when this hovering scarecrow nodded its head and stared directly at him with its blood-red eyes in a fashion that struck the frightened witness as an imploring gaze, as if it was asking for help. He hastily left the scene and informed the rest of the villagers about this strange being, which he described as an armless humanoid creature with two small legs which tapered to pointed feet and yellow-coloured skin. He further stated that it was about 30 inches in height and that it had a large head with equally large ears attached to a relatively small body. Most disturbingly, he informed them that gravity had no apparent effect on this ostensibly alien beast. As soon as he heard this odd tale from his friends, 35-year-old 
Saweng Bunyalak, along with several other villagers, dashed to Kitkangbong's field to see for themselves. While the original witness was the first to report the incident, Puapan Lawichai would later claim that she actually was the first to have seen this being floating listlessly above the field at around 6.30 in the morning. This apparent mastery over the force of gravity is a trait that this entity shares with numerous other supposed visitors from out of this world, including Finland's Kinula humanoid, Kentucky's Hopkinsville goblins, and the eerie Japanese apparition known as the alien cosmonaut. Seiwang claimed that he and the other villagers observed as this weird being, which he described as having a large round head that looked like a light bulb, red eyes and yellowish skin, as it wandered about the field for nearly an hour, seemingly unconcerned about the humans who were staring at it. This apparent obliviousness to observers is also a common characteristic described by witness at numerous alleged alien encounters, including the cases of Japan's Kofu-fanged humanoids, Russia's Verona's aliens, and Zimbabwe's aerial school aliens. Some of the eyewitnesses believe that the creature was some sort of animated doll, indicating perhaps that it had jerky robot-like movements. Others insisted that it was more of a ghostly apparition, which they compared to Casper the Friendly Ghost. Villagers stated that they watched what looked like a child floating until about 10.30am, when the entity stretched, turned jet black, then disappeared into the sky like a soaring rocket. Others insisted that the being dissipated into a bright glowing orb that hovered above it in the sky. An investigator visited the scene soon after to interview all of the eyewitnesses and examined rocks and soil in the area. He claimed that many of the people he had talked to told him of a floating fire that had been seen falling from the sky near the rice field just one night before the villagers claimed to see the alien. Is it possible that this mysterious scarecrow was a survivor of a UFO crash who was just waiting for a ride from some sort of intergalactic Uber? If there was a crash, no mention of any debris had been made, suggesting perhaps that this glowing orb might not have been a taxi so much as a tow truck. The Ropen The Ropen, meaning demon flyer, is a cryptid thought to be either a big bat or more commonly a pterosaur on New Guinea Island. It is said to produce a light, possibly to attract fish. According to the book Searching for Ropens, it is a featherless creature that flies in the southwest Pacific and has a tail length more than 25% of its wingspan. On the island, the word ropen refers to a large nocturnal creature that glows briefly as it flies. The ropen is the subject of folklore, but it is believed by some natives to be a real animal. Descriptions vary, but it is often said to be bat-like and sometimes pterosaur-like, although pterosaurs are generally accepted to be extinct. The ropen is believed to be nocturnal, and to exhibit bioluminescence. It apparently lives on a diet of fish, though there have been some reports of the creature feasting on human flesh, especially from grave robbery. It is reported to have a wingspan anywhere from 12 to 100 plus feet. As is often the case with cryptids, the ropen's true identity is subject to debate. 
The first sighting described the Ropin as glowing anomalies, very different from the pterosaur description. In New Guinea, famous biologist and entomologist Evelyn Cheeseman briefly investigated the mysterious flying lights, now called Ropin lights, decades before the late 20th century and early 21st century Ropin expeditions. In her book, The Two Roads of Papua, she dismissed the possibility that the lights are from any human agency. Recently, many organisations have come out claiming that the Ropin's pterosaur sighting was fabricated by creationists, while some websites even claim that the Ropin itself was a creationist creation. An entirely false accusation, as Cheeseman, who believed in evolution, was the first person to report the creature. Some believe the Ropin to be a pterosaur-like creature, while others suggest that the Ropin is a misidentified bat or frigate bird. Flying lights in Papua New Guinea have been reported by Western visitors and lack any equivalent in New Guinean mythology. The Bat Squatch The Bat Squatch is a flying cryptid that was allegedly sighted near Mount St. Helens in the 1980s. It resembles a flying primate, similar to the Ahul and the Orang Bati of southeastern Asia. Its name is a portmanteau of the words bat and sasquatch. This creature was said to have yellow eyes, a wolf-like muzzle, blue fur, sharp teeth, bird-like feet and leathery bat-like wings that span up to 50 feet. In addition, bat squatch is said to be 9 foot tall and has the ability to affect car engines. On April 1994, Brian Canfield was driving in Washington's Pierce County when his truck suddenly died. Canfield said a large creature landed in front of him. He said it was human-like, nine foot tall, with bat-like wings, and also sported a coat of blue fur. Ever since then, it has not been seen, and skeptics dismiss it as a hoax. A second possible sighting was reported in 2009, near Mount Shasta in California. Several hikers witnessed a huge creature with leathery wings fly out of a crevice in the mountain. At first, an eyewitness described the creature as having a head similar to a pterodactyl. However, upon reconsideration, the witness claimed it was more akin to a bat or a fox. In June 2011, Phoenix Tierras was in his yard walking his dog. He went to pick up the dog and saw something in the sky. He said the following... I saw something flying in the sky. It had bat-like wings, blue fur, and had a face similar to eyes glowing red. It was about nine feet tall at least. After I watched it, it just flew away. On April 14, 2014, at Archbishop Hoban High School in Akron, Ohio, a second period Spanish class spotted a giant black mass sit by the window of the classroom at incredible speed. The class claimed it was about nine feet tall, with a 20 to 30 foot wingspan. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to hear more cryptid videos, let me know in the comments section below. Also, if you have a particular cryptid you'd like me to cover, also let me know about that too. Finally, make sure to please subscribe to the channel and also hit that notification bell so you don't miss a video. It really helps me out so, so much. So, until next time, sleep tight.